Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right. You heard the man. This is Tyler Chef. I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. This week, we're going to hear from a brand new wholesaler who in his first year did over 60 deals. That was last year. This year, he's on track to do over 100 when I come back. probably heard the word mindset all of you probably pulled over the car rolled your eyes you've got tissue paper stuffing it in your ears going you don't want to hear about the mindset i just want to go to the bank and borrow money because that's what everybody does right well not today folks today we're going to step outside of ourselves we're going to talk we're going to deep dive we're going to talk about where your mindset is number one abundance uh, versus scarcity we're going to talk about the subconscious mind we're going to talk about all the good stuff the keys the ingredients that gets us to where we need to be I'm bringing somebody on the show. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna read his his intro here. His name is Brett Burris, and he started a real estate wholesaling business. Get this, ladies and gentlemen, January 2017. No doubt, we haven't even gone a year yet in the Tampa Bay area, right? He's less than a year experience. But here's the thing. Here's the reality of life. Brett is a grown up, right? So Brett is a businessman. He comes from a business background. So for him, wholesaling wasn't the same as much of a challenge. Let's say as much as a mental break for him as it is for a lot of the, the guys that I hear starting out and a lot of the folks that are failing. So Brett is a husband, a dad of three teenage girls. Lord, I've got two. And I imagine what three must be like and spends most of his time on the water when not working. His company, Superior Real Estate Solutions, completed, get this guys, 60 deals in 2017. He is currently on track to do over 100 deals this year. Ladies and gents, that's just about one every three days. Meanwhile, I can't get some of you to even write an offer. So that's pretty impressive. Brett, welcome to the show. Hey, Tyler. Thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate the uh, intro. Man, I got to tell you, I'm, you really killed it in this market. I, when I first met you, I was like, this guy has got to be like Sean Terry. You must have been doing it for 30 years. You, know, you must have this amazing background. Maybe you've been doing this, I don't know, as long as Larry Harbolt, right? But you're too young for that. Um, <laughs> congrats on your success, man. 60 deals in 2017 is, is nuts. That's, that's just awesome. How in the world did you go get 60 deals knocked out in 2017? Well, I'll tell you what, we, um, I say we because my wife has, has always been involved in our entrepreneurial endeavors. And I, I want to start with this. So when I came to wholesaling, I came as a prepared individual. I didn't know anything about wholesaling. I didn't know that it was even something that you could do. But before wholesaling, I, I had a lot of business experience. And so I just want to put that right out there, you know, because I think sometimes people have, hear my story and they get a little discouraged, you know, they're three, four, five, six months in and they hadn't done a deal yet and, and that sort of thing. And and so we came to the party kind of ready to go. And, and it's okay if you're not there. There's a There's the law of gestation. And when we plant a seed in the ground, we don't demand that it grow immediately. We understand that it takes time for a tree to pop out of the ground or a beanstalk or corn, corn stalk or whatever it is we planted or plant in the garden. We don't put the seed in the ground and stomp our feet and whine and cry that it doesn't just pop out and produce fruit. And so you have to remember that in your own walk in terms of your your own financial walk, your own entrepreneurial walk. And so I think the big thing that, that I came to the table with was this mindset that said, we're just going to make this work. 
And, 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 and so really just that abundance mentality, we create our own world. You know, that was a hard thing for me to understand because I spend a fair amount of my time in life finding the reasons that things wouldn't work. Um, I married an engineer who, if you couldn't put it on a spreadsheet, she didn't even believe it. Um, you know, if you couldn't logically get there, then something was wrong. And so we had to change the way we thought about success. And we started to believe and really look at the world and, and people like Bob Proctor, Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, we would, we would listen and read and, and they would make statements like everything in the world is abundant. You know, look at the trees outside. Do they have a scarcity amount of leaves or an abundant amount of leaves? If you look at the the water, does the water have five fish in it or does it have a gajillion fish in it? So the whole world is an abundant place. The universe is an abundant place. There's not five stars in the sky. There's millions or billions of stars in the sky. And so this scarcity mentality is something that is a learned thing. It's taught to us. By whom? by other people who have scarcity and fear in their lives. Amen. And the majority of those people that taught us all that stuff, they're not even part of our lives anymore. God bless teachers, man. I, I love teachers and I'm still very close with many of the teachers that I had. But, you know, early on we get taught things by teachers or neighbors or some strange aunt or uncle or something who, who don't live in abundance. And they're going to tell you, you know, you're too short, you're too tall, you're too black, you're too white. Uh, we don't come from that kind of town, like as if geogra geography determines your success. Right. Um, you know, everybody in your family worked at the refinery. That's what I heard because I grew up in a little refinery town. Right. Um, but, you know, nobody's ever made it. Nobody's been to college. Nobody. Blah, blah. And, and so we just, this stuff just gets pounded into us. And then we start believing it. And then it's a generational curse because then we do the same thing with our children. And so you really really have to be careful of that stuff. And the evidence in the world is we live in a big abundant world. And so, man, we're just huge believers uh, that the pie is ever expanding. How in the world could we start a business in a super competitive market like Tampa and slice off our little piece of success when we weren't even in the market, couldn't even hardly spell wholesaling the day before we started? And so it's just proof that there's everything you want is already out there. You just have to go get it. Well, in adding to that, don't take away from... The fact that in less than a year or in a year's time, you've outperformed. I don't know anybody else that's not, that's doing what you do, that's doing it on the scale that you're doing it, unless they have a massive financial back. None of the the big time wholesale companies that are they're quote big big time whatever you call them, they're not even close to the volume. Yet they're you can you see them everywhere. They're omnipresent. They're all over the place. They're in all over your Facebook feed, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. But you they don't have anywhere near the the volume of deals put together as you do. So that's just unbelievable. And I think a lot of it, I think 100% of that really comes down to the fact that you just decided not to know any better, just that, that it's okay to, you're not worried about what everybody else is doing. You just did what you do. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, no, look, willful, willful ignorance. You know, I just, um, I, I just decided that I was going to turn this business into thing that I always wanted. So I'd been in business before and, and I'd actually made money in, in my past and money, making money wasn't particularly my problem because I would just outwork the problem. And so my family, um, you know, we always lived in a nice house and drove nice cars and, and, and had good income ability for my wife to stay home and raise our kids and that kind of stuff. And I was always very appreciative and, and thankful for that. But man, I just worked like nonstop. I never stopped working. And so I know that game. I mean, I played that game at some of the highest level. You know, my office was in lower Manhattan in the financial district and I did business with 
uh, Fortune 1000 companies. My contacts in those companies were at the executive level, uh, nothing lower. I, you know, we just, so we, we, we really, I just had a set of experiences and just worked a lot. And what I saw with wholesaling, that wholesaling could produce a lifestyle for me that I would be happy with. I could make enough money to not have to compromise on things. I mean, look, we all compromise, right? I have a certain size boat. I'd like a bigger one and that sort of thing. But anyway, within reason, you know, send my kids to a good school, go on vacation without thinking about it, have, you know, live, live debt free and and, and do those things. But in addition to that, not have to kill it 80 hours a week and produce enough income to be able to make some long-term investments in real estate because wholesaling is a pay-me-now business. And, and I know that going in, uh, but it produces enough cash to pay me now and to allow me to invest in longer-term stuff. And so it really kind of serves those masters that are so important in this process. But you know, kind of back to mindset, it is the... If you don't have this part right, you're going to sweat and toil and struggle through everything. And and there's something that was explained to me, and quite frankly, I rejected it. Because here's what people, people look at successful people in the world and they say, well, well, does that guy really wake up every morning and take five minutes to build his day in his mind? And does he do this? And does he have affirmations, sun visor of his car and this? Listen, some people are what's known as unconscious competence. They do this stuff just naturally and they don't even realize it. Well, I was not one of those people. I I wasn't doing the things that are written about in books like Think and Grow Rich. I wasn't masterminding. I wasn't applying persistence. I wasn't applying auto-suggestion. I wasn't doing any of those things. And when I started doing them, my my entire life changed. And so there's this one thing that was said to me, and and I think it's been a a huge game changer uh, for both me and my wife. And I just call it believe the lie, the positive lie. Proof that you can convince yourself of anything is evidenced in the world everywhere you go. So masses of people are convincing themselves that they're too tall, too short, too skinny, too fat, too black, too white, too young, too old, from the wrong place, from from this place. Every day, oh, I can't do that because, and it's just pervasive and it's persistent. And here's why that works. If you tell yourself those, those are lies, and if you tell yourself those lies long enough, you'll start to believe them, and then your whole life will be based on that lie of being to this or to that. But here's what's interesting, and I'll lose 90% of the people that listen to this right now. <laughs> if you tell yourself positive things, you will start to believe those lies too. They, it works the same way because the subconscious mind can't tell the difference. It's not built to tell the difference between the truth and a lie. And so you can seed into your subconscious mind that you are everything you need to be, that everything is out there for you to go and get and do and be what you want to be. You're not too tall, too short, too fat, too black, too white, too whatever. None of that stuff matters if you don't tell it to yourself. And so that is the spot where people mess it up. And here's here's what's interesting. And if people would take five minutes a day before they get out of bed, Right. And just lay there and visualize the life they want. So for me, I love fishing and I love big boats, big boats with diesel engines. Right. And so for me, I see that I plant those seeds in my mind. I know what a 892 Detroit diesel 
smells like when you put the throttle down. I know exactly what it smells like. Oh, me too. And I can literally, right. And you, I know you know too. And I, I can hear that two stroke diesel and I can smell those diesel fumes and I can feel that boat take off. And it's so real for me. It's the reason that I know that that's a boat that I will have and in, in, in that exact boat and the exact color. I know all that, but here's the part is I appreciate where I am today. I'm not annoyed and aggravated with my awesome five foot boat that I have. I appreciate it and I'm very grateful for it and I'm thankful, but I know where I'm going. And so if people would just take, and that's a silly boat, it doesn't matter, but whatever it is in your life, if you'll take five minutes in the morning to visualize and see those things and affirm them to yourself and acknowledge that you already have them, speak as though, speak as if it has already happened, change your life, totally change your life. Couldn't agree more. Matter of fact, the secret is required to be part of my uh, mailbox money system. I require my students to either read the book or watch the movie, The Secret, and then they have to report on it because it's what the catalyst that can change people. That movie or book or whatever, however you, you take in the content, Larry Harbold, actually, and you know Larry, he, he's the one who got me started on The Secret. Somebody asked uh, Gandhi, because Gandhi was talking about, you know, what he had to do in the world. And somebody said, well, where's all that money going to come from? And Gandhi said, wherever it is right now. Like, I'm not going to, there's no, you don't invent money. It's just, there's money out there and it comes to you when you have a plan and a purpose and you know what you want to do. Grant Cardone says it best. Who's got my money? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like somebody else has my money right now. I just need to figure out who that person is and have them redirect those funds over here. So yeah, that's right. And it's just an exchange for value. Exactly. So with that, you talk about, uh, you also like to talk about skill sets. And this is interesting, doing what you do, it can be rather complex. And to some people, it can be overwhelming doing wholesaling. You're sitting down, you're trying to figure out why the seller won't take your offer. You don't know what to offer them. Are they going to jump up and smack you with a notebook? I mean, let's talk about skill sets for a little bit. I think there's a couple of things that are really, really important when it comes to, to a skill set. And, and really, the first thing is just deciding within real estate, decide what method you want to get really good at. And become a professional at it. If it's more along the lines of buy and hold through creative financing, great. Just get really, really good at that. If you want to be a wholesaler and you don't ever want to own anything and you want to assign contracts or sell your equitable interest in a property, you haven't, great. Just get really, really good at it. And, and here's, here's what I say to people. You know, just buy a course, go to an event. Those things are good. Just make sure it's singular in its focus. The, the number one reason that I believe people fail, well, the number one reason is probably lack of, of action. But I think lack of action comes from confusion and confusion comes from, you know, just taking in, in I mean, YouTube's awesome, right. but I could probably spend an hour on YouTube and hear about, 10 or 15 different ways that I could get involved in creative real estate investing and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and it creates a lot of, of confusion. And so pick a method, get super focused on it. For me, it was wholesaling. And I, I mostly because I have a background in marketing and I looked at the real estate wholesaling business, I looked at it and said, oh, this isn't a real estate business. It's a marketing business. Um, and it's a, it's a problem solving business where you talk to people about the problems they have and you see if you can solve their problems and wait, 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 wait. Did you guys all hear that? Did you hear what he just said? Did you hear him say that this is not a real estate business? He just said, he took a look at the business. This isn't about real estate. It's about marketing. It's a marketing business and a problem solving business. Think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have anybody to talk to, 
what are you left with? You're left with going through brokers and wholesalers to try to get a deal. And the man just laid it out for you. He just gave you the golden goose egg. That's why I jumped in here. Take heed to his advice. Take action with that. Become a marketing business. That's what this is about, ladies and gentlemen. It's about marketing. And marketing leads to problems. And when you discover the problems from your marketing, you go ahead and solve those problems. That is the name of the game. He just gave you the golden goose right there. I'm going to shut up let you get back to the interview. And you can make a lot of money doing it. And so I gravitated toward it because my background was in marketing and all I saw was a marketing business. And so that's what I did. It doesn't make me right or wrong. The same day I decided to do that, some other guy decided he was going to, you know, buy apartment complexes with owner financing. It's like, well, he, he's not right or wrong and I'm not right or wrong. We just got really focused on, right. on one right. thing. And yeah, and I think that, you know, people look at successful people, whether they be career professionals or whatever. And you don't get a view, you know, I got a call this morning from a very close friend of mine who earns millions and millions of dollars a year, literally in network marketing. Well, a lot of people say, ah, oh, network marketing, well, right. this guy's an amazing guy. He's a good guy. Um, he's helped a lot of people earn six figures a year, but nobody sees the background of the years and years of work that went into producing, you know, millions of dollars of residual income every year. 15 years. And so <laughs> to be an overnight. Yeah, surprise. man. It's a, <laughs> you're right, right. Exactly. And so, you know, I just always use these little examples, but you know, a family practice doctor spends about 14,000, that's 14,000 hours over seven years to earn $200,000 a year. Wow. An orthopedic surgeon invests more time than that, 24,000 hours over 12 years to earn a half a million dollars a year. And so the question is, you have to ask yourself, like, are you ready to treat your career, your profession with that kind of commitment? And what I would say to people that have jobs, and I don't have anything, you know, a lot of guys will bash people with jobs or whatever. And I'm like, whatever, man, like do your thing. And if you're happy, I'm happy for you. But I will say this, if you're not happy and you know, you wake up every day and you know, you walk out of a house that you're not all that thrilled with and you jump into a car that you owe more on than it's worth. And you go to a, a job that you're not all that thrilled with to have somebody that you're not all that thrilled with tell you what to do all day long. And you just repeat that move week after week and month after month and year after year, do something about it. You know, the dog laying on the nail on the porch you know, people say, well, why don't you get up? Well, it just doesn't hurt enough. Right, exactly. It just doesn't hurt enough. And so that's cool. Like if, but, but just know that there's a whole different world out there. If Tyler can go RV shopping, so can Bob and Joe and Sue and Mary and anybody else that just goes and applies themselves to something and provides enough value to the marketplace because the exchange for value is white, is white paper with green ink on it. And they call it money. You don't really want the money. You just want the stuff the money will do for you. Exactly. And the more value you provide, the more money you'll get. And so, you know, just just think about those people that are out there earning and, and what did they do to, to have to go do that. And so I think on, you know, w with skill set, it's just picking something and going with it. And I always say this, I saw this on Facebook, which makes it totally true since I saw it there. Of course, um, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? But it was really, <laughs> it was really interesting. You know, I, I, I look at my Facebook feed and, you know, people are like, I'm starting this or I'm starting that. And one time somebody posted something and said, you know, if you quit quitting all that stuff, you wouldn't have to keep restarting. That's a good point. And yeah. And so look, I, I just flew back to Louisiana to go spend some time with some relatives and I'm sitting in the house of, of, of an aunt and uncle um, who never really made much money, but by every definition, they're wealthy. Wow. They're later on in life. 
no debt, lots of money in the bank. The money they have coming in far exceeds the money they have going out. He wasn't an entrepreneur. He just diligently went to work every day. And so you got to decide what your path is. And and look, I, you know, we all know people like that. I just didn't have the disposition for that. And so I, I, I didn't do that. But look, here's the other thing. Last thing on, on skill set opinion is, and this thing, this gets overlooked and, and it's really sad because if you go back a hundred plus years, the apprentice mentor relationship was prevalent. In fact, an apprentice would sign a contract with a business owner to stay in that apprenticeship for a certain amount of time. And the reason why was because the mentor was pouring into that person. And so few people have a mentor, a business mentor, a life mentor. Now, I'll also say this, that has created a guru industry of <laughs> you know, people that will drill your wallet for very little value. And so you have to be discerning and have discretion when it comes to this. But, you know, look, anybody listening to, to this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this after spending some time with Tyler. Even if Tyler's not the right person to book you, he will point you to someone who won't take advantage of you. And this isn't a pitch for me because I'm not a coach. I'm not a mentor. I don't charge people for that. I don't do that. I'm not interested in that. You know, I'm very careful with my own time and I don't overcommit to people. But if somebody, you know, wants to know something or needs help with something, I'll surely help them. Um, So be careful with that, but find someone in, in your spirit will tell you if this person is right for you. Um, and then go find the professionals that are required to help you. You don't have to know everything. Listen, I don't know much about title work, but I have a really good title company. I don't know much about probate, but I have a really good probate attorney. I don't know anything about taxes, but I have a really good CPA. And so that takes time, but I don't have to be a tax professional. My gosh, if I had to know everything about everything, I well, you just can't do that. No, absolutely not. Um, and so surround yourself with, with good people. But that, Brett, that's the thing that, that puts the brakes on for a lot of folks. I don't know if the seller says this, I don't know what to say next. This is why I'm not a believer in uh, scripts. It's like folks listen to them, listen to them. They will tell you everything that you need to know to work through the situation. Just listen to them. That's all you got to do is listen. If you just listen to people and have a conversation with them, you don't have to know all the answers. You just don't. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really interesting about that. Um, that's true. I used to sell million dollar a year contracting uh, consult consulting contracts to very large companies. And we consulted on marketing and all kinds of stuff. And these people have six figures a month to do it. And I used to tell them, I'm like, they're like, man, how do you, how do you do it? Like you're a little tiny company. Nobody really knows who you are. You're in there up against, you know, sometimes we were up there, IBM and all these big companies. I was like, well, if you ask it, sales is about asking good questions, not having great answers. And if you ask the right questions and you really listen, the client, or in this case, the seller will tell you why they're going to sell you their house, why it makes sense. Most people want to go in there, have what we call diarrhea of the mouth, and they just go in there and and by the time they're done talking, sellers so exhausted, they don't even have the energy or the, or the, the want to to actually explain the situation. And so, you know, there's some good courses out there that help you understand how to get what you want from a seller. For us, it's really simple. Who is serious about selling? And what are the questions that need to be asked to determine if someone is actually serious about selling? If you're not serious about selling, I don't 
they get mad at you or dislike you or think my business is going to fail or my industry is a joke or whatever. Like you don't, you're just not serious about selling. And once you start asking those questions, Hey, how long have you been thinking about selling? Hey, let me ask you, I'm not saying that we could agree to a price, but if we could, is this something you're ready to do now? Does anyone else have to agree? Do you think people would disagree with you, right? So we get it all out on the front end right. so that by the time we get to the house, it's, it's, it's procedural in nature to just get it signed up. Or we, just, or we know in advance that we're going to go out there and we're not going to get it closed. They've made it clear because we've asked the right questions and heard the right answers. But we're still going to go out there and build a little rapport or do what, you know, that's just a conscious choice that, that we make or not. But asking questions is the secret. And for me personally, um, uh, there's a guy named John Martinez um, who has a very good series on how to deal with sellers and in and, and that whole thing. And it's very comprehensive. We put all of our people through it. I've been through it. It's really, really good. And so whether it's that or something else, uh, Spin Selling is a great book that teaches you kind of how to how to ask those good questions and that sort of thing. And, um, and so, yeah, Spin Selling is a, a good book, a weird title. I think it confuses people, but, um, yeah. but a very, very good book. It's just an acronym. It's not about spinning things. <laughs> Before we uh, wrap up, I want to make sure that we cover, I know this is something that's important to you is focus and work ethic and, and how that ties into what we do in the real estate space. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you can have a great mindset. You can watch The Secret 17 times. Uh, you can you can study courses. You can do a lot of things. But if you don't go apply that, right? So um, the guy that wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, I'm forgetting his name, but you know, he said the law of attraction. It ends with the word action. You have to go take action. Um, in 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 your action has to be very very focused. No different than holding a magnifying glass over a piece of paper in the sun. If it's too far away or too close. The power's not there. And so you have to really, really be focused. Most people don't know how to do it. Quite frankly, in this world of social media and all the distractions, it's a hard thing to do to be focused. I'm watching it with my children and their friends. You know, we were talking about Christmas vacation at the dinner table last night. And my youngest says, I would rather fly for 10 hours than drive for one hour. And we're all like, wait, what? And it's because in her head, like the driving is boring, boring. It's like it's asphalt and trees, right? But the flying, it's like, you know, you got the internet, you got Wi-Fi, you got this, you got that. It's like, yeah, and so it's just, it's harder to focus, I think, today than ever before because there are so many distractions. Listen, the world wants to distract you. Oh boy, that's right. They sure. like you right where you are. Don't. I'm not like a conspiracy theorist. I have to be to put some simple concepts together. In school, it's all about sit down, be quiet, stop fidgeting, behave, yeah. read the book, yeah. memorize it, and then prove to us that you can memorize it. Well, a job is basically the same thing. Behave, sit still, do your work, and go home, and then come back and do it again tomorrow. The whole system is set up to keep you in that matrix. You have to decide if you want to pop out. And here's what I'll say, brother, is once you pop out and you get a taste of what it's like, it's quarter to 11. And just be honest with people, I'm still in like my shorts and my t-shirt that I woke up in, saw my kids off to school. My wife got in her 
really nice car and drove my kids to school and came back home and we've been chatting and talking. Uh, and I don't have anywhere to go until I'm actually going to have to have to put some real clothes on because I have a lunch appointment at 12 o'clock. Experience that for about a year. And if you don't like it, go back to the other thing. But my guess is you're going to fall in love with it. And then you're going to shout from the mountaintops to other people. How, and that's why Tyler and I do this sort of stuff is, man, we want people to experience some personal freedom, some economic freedom. Amen. And, and here, here's one. I know you want me to talk about work, but I'm going to say one more thing. So there's, there's a level that you want to get to, which is where your personal finances are in line and you can take care of you and your family's needs. And that's awesome. But if you really want to experience joy, go past that and have enough white paper with green ink on it to bless other people or bless other organizations and experience what that feels like to contribute to something that's bigger than you, greater than you outside of your little tiny world that you live in and go make enough money to do that. And that's where life is. That's where it's lived. Not just in this like hoard it, hold on to it. And we don't hold on to it. We just let it fly, man. <laughs> but and not, not, you know, just in, in great places and in great ways and people to, to just have more and be able to do more. And man, there's some suffering in the world. And we have a heart for single moms and there's some suffering out there. And if we can just do a little bit to alleviate that, what a great, great thing to do. So work ethic. I want to stay focused. Um, I think a couple of things is, is, is stay focused on a target and, and really just focus on one thing. The other thing is you have to read. You, you, you have to do something to break the, the thought patterns and the beliefs that you have. Beliefs are just thoughts that you keep thinking over and over and over again. That's all, that's all it is. And so um, I, I believe the, the book that led to every, basically every other self-help, self-improvement book, the, the first thing ever written was, was by Napoleon Hill, um, a book called Think and Grow Rich. Um, it's been around forever. It's got the, the only 13 success principles that I'm aware of are written extensively in that book. Another book that was actually written before that called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Love that it's an incredible, too. incredible book. We, my, my wife and I recently read a book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza is is an amazing individual. You've got to read his stuff. And his latest book is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. What a great title. I think maybe one of the greatest titles I've ever heard. Oh, man, you know. um, but Joe Dispenza is awesome. He, he comes at it from a very like neurological point of view and that sort of thing because he has a, a, a medical background. Um, spend the vast majority of your day focused on revenue producing activities. Don't get caught up in the futzing around and the stupid stuff of life. Just the majority of your day. You know what I, I find? If I'll just give it an intense three or four hours, I'm done. I don't have anything else to do for the day. You're right. You're absolutely right. If there's a few, if you can just condense what you need to get done and, and actually get it done, you're absolutely right. Right. School's about eight hours. Guess what? A job's about eight hours a day. You know, again, that, that's the matrix stuff. I think if you emotionalize your results that you want and you ignore the temporary failures and you focus on the successes, you'll get to where you want to go. Emotionalizing the things that you want. And listen, if you can't get emotional 
about the things you, I don't, when I say emotional, I don't mean like start crying, but where you have a feeling in your body and in your brain and your mind about that thing that you want, if you can't get there, then probably not all that important to you. And so before you go do anything, figure out what are those things that are just incredibly important to you that you can emotionalize. And then the last thing is really persistence. Just do it day after day after day and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and put your head down and you will get the results you want. There's no other outcome when you do it this way. There's no other outcome. We don't have to talk about what if it doesn't work. A stupid thing to talk about because when you go do these things persistently enough, disciplined long enough, you get the outcome you want. And I think sometimes people feel like the possibility is that it won't work, and that's actually not a possibility. And then the pain that goes along with that, which realistically is never the case. I go through this with every one of my students. That's why in the very beginning, we start with mindset. I don't care what topic we're talking about. We talk about mindset and getting focused, taking personal financial inventory because people will spend an entire month freaking out about what might happen. You know, I use the analogy. I literally <laughs> read had a student say, well, I'm a little concerned about if I buy an apartment building that's too tall, airplanes could hit it. I'm like, come on, man, really? You're, you're really worried about an airplane hit? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Here's an ink blot. I want you to look at this and tell me what it reminds you of. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's take it for right. you. Had a, you had an issue at, the, at an airport as a child or something. <laughs> Amen. Goodness gracious. Anyway, Brett, tons of value there. Lots of stuff to think about. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. It's not unclear. He laid it out like a roadmap for you. And frankly, right, you're living proof of just applying exactly what you said, getting out of your own way, staying focused having the right mindset, focus on a few good things, do them well, you can absolutely knock it out of the park. Don't get caught up focusing on what cannot happen or what won't happen or what might go wrong. Instead, decide that things are going to go right. Even when they don't go right, move past it. Okay, whoops, that hurt a little bit, but it's all right. And I liken that to a Band-Aid. When we were little, if your mom came at you to rip a Band-Aid off, you were like, oh no. But as an adult, you don't even think about it anymore because you realize that it's not going to kill you. You're going to be fine. And the same right. thing goes with what we're doing here. So before we uh, wrap up, Brett, what's the best way? If somebody wants to reach out to the audience, they've got questions. Uh, maybe maybe they're looking for a deal in, in the in the Tri-County area here in Florida. What's the best way for them to reach out for to you? Yeah. So um, our company is Superior Real Estate Solutions. And um, best way to get to me is, is really via email. And it's Brett, B-R-E-T-T, at Superior Real Estate solutions.com all spelled out all all the words spelled as they normally would be b-r-e-t-t at superior real estate solutions.com and yeah i'd be happy to you know talk to folks if they've got a deal or they're analyzing a deal and you know we work with a lot of folks and um sometimes we can be helpful um well we can typically be helpful sometimes um we profit from that because we can bring a buyer to the table or something like that sometimes we're just you know the other day a guy asked me for you know on track. Okay, here you go. Like, you know, it's not a secret. <laughs> so, you know, we don't really, we don't really look at can, is this something where we'll make money? We look at it as planting. And so I know that if, you know, if I can plant a seed somewhere and help somebody, we, we know how the universe operates and we know how that comes back to us and that sort of thing. And so, um, yeah, that's the best way. And, um, and again, we're, we're an open book and we're happy to help. Outstanding. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to add some value to the folks that listen to the show. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to take action, you want to get things going to the next level, make sure you get over to our Facebook group. The fastest way to go there is to go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group. 
you got to request um, to be added into the group because I like to keep all the spammers and the scumbags out of there. So send me a request. Uh, some, either myself or somebody on the team will let you in. As long as you're a good boy or girl and you don't send those silly uh, sunglass commercials on, on the group, then you'll be able to stay and ask your questions and get you over to the next level. Brent, thank you so much for coming out today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Tyler. Thank you. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.